All right, gang, welcome to another edition of the Falcon Cast. And once again, we are live here at the Phoenix on Westheimer, where Saturday night we will be doing our big charity event. Really looking forward to that. Uh, going to be a great, great performance and a lot of great stuff going on. So please come out. Uh, Dead Money will be on around 8 o'clock. We had our last practice Sunday, and it was uh, as good as we've ever sounded. So uh, I'm hoping that it's going to be badass. Uh, if you want to uh, support the show, email us at thefalconcast at yahoo.com, or if you want to advertise, had a couple people reach out this week. Uh, still room for a couple more advertisers, uh, especially if we go to a third show, which we're working on. A couple other things coming up tomorrow. Chris Dell and I are going to do a fantasy football special version. So uh, that'll be up for your drafts. Just in time for me to draft Saturday, and the one day I told them, guys, I'm going to be completely out of pocket, please don't make it to 26. Mm-hmm. Well, he made it to 20. That's what happens when you win the league like three out of four years. They're going to totally mess with you. So, anyway, uh, joining me as always on Thursday, uh, the legend, one of the greatest to ever do it in this city, still a podcast legend now in Vegas, A.J. Hoffman joins me. What's up, brother? Hello, Fred. How we doing, buddy? Doing fantastic, man. Just just chilling. I uh as usual, I had uh, problems with technical stuff right before the show. Not your strong suit. No, yeah. Well, I accidentally, you know, it's supposed to enable camera, right? So I accidentally clicked on "Don't Allow Camera," and then I couldn't figure out how to fix it. So I had to log on to Chrome instead of Safari, which I need to do anyway because there's all these extras that I want to do, like uh, uh, intros and things like that, and I can only do them on Chrome. So I might as well make the switch now. So there. It's time. It's time to uh, switch it up. And I, uh, I, I brought all new hair for you just to make fun of today. Yeah, I noticed that. It's, uh, it's a, it's a unique, a new look. Um, I'm, uh, I'm curious what the, uh, what the back looks like. I, I'm, uh, I, you look clean cut, more clean cut than I normally see you. Well, I did get it cut pretty short, and uh, I, I did go full black, and it was funny because my usual stylist wasn't there, and she, she kept going, "You know what, black? You know what, black?" I'm like, "No, I want black." And she, you know, your head, your head too light, too light. You know what, black. And she was like refusing to do it. And I finally had to say, listen, lady, just give me the black hair. When it's done, you'll understand. Well, it's not as black as it was like the, the time you came in with like shoe polish black hair. It's not quite yeah, like that. that. No, so, it's not quite that. But it's, you know, it's black. Uh, so my big question is what's going on with your shirt? Are you now a cholo or uh, <laughs> were you wearing a tie earlier? I don't know. Uh, I just, you know, try to clean up a little bit. You know? I mean, just the top button. It's it is it's making the show. Is that bothering you? Is that bothering you? It's very formal. Okay, uh, well, we can fix you know, that. I mean, just relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Captain Pope just said the same thing. How's that? Everybody happy? That's better. That's a little bit better. Cool. I don't know why people feel the need to call me at four o'clock on a Thursday when they know exactly where I am. Oh, I don't know why you feel the need to have your phone on. Just uh, shut uh, that's it true. Off. That's busy. true. I, I should busy be man. Bad. Yeah. Okay. So everybody says much better. We're good. Um, so, uh, <laughs> before we get started, I, I do want to, <coughs> do want to tell you guys a little bit about the Phoenix on Westheimer, where I am today. And, uh, you can find me here a lot of days. You, you will certainly find me here Saturday night. Uh, but the, the reality is this is just a great place and, um, it's a great place for soccer. A lot of people came out to watch the Astros today that, that did not go well. No. Uh, <laughs> oh no, 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 that was not well at all. But, uh, man, great food. I got some of the beef tenderloin sliders just sitting here staring at me, uh, which, unfortunately, I don't know that I'm going to be able to eat them during the show, so I'm going to have to get them heated back up. But the, everything on the menu is fantastic. And uh, uh, Camilla's working the bar today. She's great. Um, the uh, uh, Derek at night is always here. He's fantastic. 
uh, and Vu runs runs just a great place here. And it's just a cool, cool vibe. And uh, I brought a lady friend here the other day for the first oh. time. She, she really loved it. She's just like, you know, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I just. Uh, it, Did they check her ID at the door? No. Oh, okay. That would have been she, a good move. It would have been she, a good move. She, if is, you said... she is a little younger than me, though. Okay. Okay. I hope a lot younger than you. Otherwise, that's really gross. Uh, yeah, a lot younger than me, actually. <laughs> Just a friend, but we'll see how it goes, you know. Uh, but yeah, I brought her over here. She loved it, um, and and everybody does. And I, all the regulars are here, and it's just a uh, it's a great place to come and get your drink on, and uh, enjoy yourself. And for soccer, man, there's not another better place out there. So it is the Phoenix on Westheimer, and I hope to see you guys out here Saturday night. If you don't make it, you hate puppies. You hate America. You're just a bad person in general. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and you probably should be in prison or reclining your seat on an airplane. Well, either or. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to get to some uh, uh, some, some football stuff today. It's and, almost football season. Yeah. Let's I mean, go. We can actually see it from here, right? So Yeah, yeah I mean, Saturday, we got, we've got real games. So this is, uh, this is good. I mean, it's not, not great games. But we've got real games that actually count towards standings and win totals. And, there, yeah, I'm pumped for this weekend. Yeah, and uh, we can actually start betting on games that mean something. This is the last round of preseason. So, um, you know, really, uh, we're there. And it's pretty exciting. A lot of stuff going on in terms of, uh, you know, trades. I mean, what the hell's going on out in San Francisco, first off? That, that, that's the one I wanted to ask you about first. Yeah, it's a the the statements from John Lynch today. I don't know if you saw those. I guess he he talked to uh, KMBR, which is the radio station out there in San Francisco that like the the Niners guys always talk to. But he said uh, they 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 failed to build their offense around Trey Lance, which. The only way I could take that there's two ways. Like I could take it as he's throwing shade at Kyle Shanahan and saying. Kyle didn't adjust what he does. And let's face it, Kyle's like – Kyle. I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Agreed. But I think Kyle Shanahan is like a pure scheme coach. Like if if you build something that, you know, that beats his scheme, he's not going to really make all these crazy adjustments. He kind of is what he is. But – so either Lynch is throwing shade at Shanahan for that or he's admitting that just the organization failed – like at every level to make the commitment that it would take to give Trey Lance an opportunity to succeed after they invested so heavily in him. Either way, whatever, whatever context you want to take it in, it's not a good thing. It's not a nice thing to, uh, to, to say by Lynch. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how to take it. I don't know what's going on. It's not a good look. I hope, I hope it's still the, the, the latter and they just they blew it uh and they should have done a better job with, uh, with with fitting things to him and i hope it's not lynch and shanahan butting heads because they still have a lot to play for this this team still is to me probably the best team in the nfc um i i don't i, I can't imagine that they'd want to drive some sort of wedge between those two guys yeah i don't i don't think it's that at least i hope it's not i, I think it's lynch's way of kind of uh Saying, "Hey, man, we messed up with this draft pick," and you know, because Kyle Shanahan can adjust. I mean, he runs his system, but he can simplify things. I mean, we see it every time he's down to a third-string quarterback. 
you know, and they bring some bum off the street and the guy's at least effective because Kyle adjusts the offense. And, you know, I think that's a, so I, I think it's just, it's hard to admit when you make a mistake like that. You, know, you and I have done it. We've hired people and they turned out not to be any good. And, you know, at some point you have to admit, you know, Hey, I messed up by hiring this guy. And, you know, there, you don't want to just come out yeah. and say that though. You, you but, I mean, it was around. just a, it was just a big investment. It, there's no way for them to look good uh, by it. Like, and that's what I kind of thought it was. It, it was feasible for Trey Lance to be named the backup anyway, even though, listen, when you, when you go out and you spend $4 million on, uh, on Sam Darnold, you're basically saying we're investing in the backup quarter, but you're also paying Trey Lance about $4 million. So you're going to have a third string quarterback making $4 million anyway. But just I thought that there was maybe such an emotional investment and already a draft capital investment in Trey Lance that they would be almost like if if it were a a coin toss, they'd lean towards Lance because that way you can say, you know, we we didn't make this terrible mistake. But I I think that the writing's on the wall that they just it is this guy is not there. He's not that kind of a player. Yeah, and, and hey, I understand why they gambled and, and took a shot on him at the time. They could afford to because they had Garoppolo. Same thing that worked out really well for the Chiefs when they had Alex Smith and drafted Pat Mahomes. And so, you know, I know I, I like the idea of trying to get better at that position, but, you know, just such a small body of work. And then he just yeah. never looked comfortable out there. He looked like a great athlete trying to play quarterback. And maybe like, had he been able to stay healthy, we could have seen more of him. Um, but – he just hasn't he hasn't had all the opportunities that he needed so it's um it's unfortunate but it, it it's uh, that's the way it worked. it broke down for him uh Largu wants to know if you're going to take Paul Gallant and Jeremy Branham to the uh clubs in Vegas tonight are they are they in Vegas what, what are they doing so, uh, yeah apparently so I don't know what they're out there for I don't know Paul, I, oh I bet they're uh they're doing that thing that that Asman was supposed to do I, I think they had a deal with Circa or something to be out here for some games maybe I, I don't know oh, okay but um, yeah, I guess that's uh, that could be it. But um, no, I, I haven't heard from either of those guys. So uh, and something tells me I won't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, when Brad Kellner was out here, he came out here once and he hit me up and we went and got some beers. But uh, yeah, no one, no one ever calls me when they're out here for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, you know, you're still the godfather. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I I like both those guys. Like, yeah, uh, I, I do too. And and you know I'm 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 hoping that uh, this new lineup will help them get where they need to be. Uh, I, I mean, I, it's like we talked about last week. I I got no hatred for those guys. I want them to be successful. And you know, it's a uh, it, it, it's a tough spot right now. But hopefully they can get it there. And getting to go to Vegas doesn't suck. No, not a bad deal. <laughs> Yeah, I wish uh, I wish I'd have sent myself out there for this. But, That's uh, what you should have done. You should have just been out. You done your. You could be doing the show live from Circa right now. Yeah, you know what though? I, I am going to. I'm actually going to get out there. It looks like November for a World Poker Tournament. Okay. So, uh, so I'll be there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some extra time there so I can actually come see your house and all that stuff. Come on, you're and, more than uh, welcome. And, and, and be creepy. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> Help me drink some of this bourbon. Oh, hell yeah. I, I can do that. I can do that. Uh, all right. I got to tell you about Pick Me Events. Uh, they will be here Saturday night as well. And we've got some famous people. Unfortunately, no one as famous as AJ. But uh, we got some great names coming out. You can get your picture taken with them. 
and you get a professional photo. And all that money is, is going to go to help support Daniel. You guys know the cause. I've been talking about it now for weeks. And they don't just do stuff like this. I mean, they do weddings, and they're great at that. But they also do corporate events, golf tournaments, you name it. They want your event to be memorable. They want to be storytellers. They want something that you can keep forever so that you don't go and just say, hey, yeah, this was really cool, but, you know, it's over now. No, they want you to be able to remember it, especially when it comes to weddings and things like that. Uh, they were founded by industry experts. They specialize in creative, innovative, and innovative and cutting-edge events. And uh, they just want to capture the chemistry of your event. Over a decade of experience, they do everything. Photography, videography, DJs, photo booths. Go to pickmeevents.com and uh, check them out today. Uh, or if you're here Saturday night, just uh, say hello to Michael and... You can get the rundown from him. He'll tell you all about it. So, AJ, uh, did you see our buddy Scott Van Pelt has a new gig? I did not. What's Scotty up to? He's going to be doing Monday Night Countdown now, which okay. uh, I think he'll be great at. I, yeah, I'm sure. That's a guy who's good at everything. He right? is. He's good at everything. And, yeah, yeah. He, he, he doesn't – he's one of the few guys that's been on at ESPN forever that I, I'm not like uh, – I'm not like it's not like Berman where it's like oh my gosh put this guy out the pasture like yeah. uh, he's he's still sharp he's still witty he's still funny I, I'm still a fan and he's got you know he's got that kind of understated humor that, yep. that is so good and uh, he's one of the guys like if I were making a a draft board of broadcasters it, it's it's him or Tarico one or two and then everybody else I really don't give a crap about uh, but he, he's just you know whatever he does he does a great job at so I'm I'm kind of excited about that I want to we were in the uh, we were in New Orleans for the Super Bowl once, and uh, I went to a, a jazz club and ran into Scott Van Pelt there, and he's like awkwardly tall in person. Oh, yeah. Like you know yeah. he's tall, but he's like he, he, he like I'm a, not a short person, and he made me feel tiny. Like it's a it's really weird. Like it's it's not what you expect. Like I expected him to be like an inch or two taller than me. No, he's like he's like six foot seven. Like he's a he's a giant. Yeah. And even though he's not big, I mean he's really skinny. He just has his presence when he's standing over there. Yeah. Like, golly, I'm 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 a midget. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now I know how short people feel. But um, yeah, the other thing I, I kind of wanted to get to um, was you know we've been talking about a lot about realignment on here, and, and you know there's I, I hate to say it, you're the only one that can actually talk intelligently about this. Um, but now it looks like the uh, ACC and Stanford and uh, and Cal, or looks like they may actually get this done this week. Yeah, and apparently SMU involved as well, which yeah. the SMU thing, if the rumors are true that SMU is taking no media money for like the first several years of this deal. I think it's seven years, yeah. I mean, that's insane. So they're not going to have any broadcast money coming in. It's certainly the long play, and I, I give credit to SMU for saying, okay, listen – if we are going to be in with the haves, like you've got the chance to be with the haves instead of the have nots, you take it. But it's like, that's a, uh, that's a big blow over the next seven years to not have any of that income coming in. Obviously it, it pays off in the end because getting an ACC television contract is going to be better than, you know, conference USA or American or whatever, whatever they decide to, you know, long haul. Uh, but that's a that's a ballsy play by them. For Cal and Stanford, it, it, it makes perfect sense. They're saying, well, we'll take a lesser percentage, uh, but 
they're st- they remain in big boy football, which if if it's if it's not the ACC, it doesn't work for for Cal or they don't have other options. Right. If, if it's not the ACC for Cal or Stanford, it's you know the Mountain West, and an ACC contract is going to be way more way better than a Mountain West conference uh, conference contract. So. Uh, yeah, this is that's a it's a big deal, um, and I'm curious to see if and when it goes down, and if that's the end of it for the ACC. Like, does he, I, I don't think there's enough power, and I, I don't think these schools, uh, Cal, Stanford, and SMU. I mean, this is it's sort of equivalent to I think what the Big Twelve added. Like, it it's better than I mean, it, it's adding teams, and you you want to keep growing with like as you see the Big Twelve or the Big Ten and the. Uh, in the SEC grow, you want to keep up. And it's not like negative teams, but it's not like you're adding a whole lot either. It's not like Cal and Stanford is like, oh, there's this is going to bring a big boost to our conference. It's you're keeping up. You, you're still remaining a viable conference. Uh, you know, it, it, like UH, UCF, Cincinnati. It, it's not like the Big 12 said, oh, we're this is going to really take us over the top in football, but it kept them a viable conference, which I think is important. So, uh, that's what the Big 12 and ACC have to do. Like they, they need to, when when all the dust is settled, make sure that it's a a power four instead of a power yeah. two. And moves like this and what the Big 12 did, those are the kind of moves you have to do to remain, you know, in conversation. Yeah, and, and you're not trying to compete with the Big 10 and the SEC. That's just not happening. But, you, you know, being that three and four is, is kind of a big deal. And um, I, I like it. I mean, again, I know it's not the sexy programs, uh, but there just weren't a lot of sexy programs out there. I thought the Big 12 did as well as it could do. I mean, BYU's got a nice national following, so that that's a pretty good ad. But the rest of them are just, you know, tread water, basically. And you know yeah. what? And that's what the ACC's trying to do. And the ACC still has Florida State and Clemson, which is a bigger brand than anything in the Big 12. And Miami. And, Miami. Right. and um, you know, so I think that's um, – yeah, you know, I, I think it, it's a good move for them. Obviously, if you're Cal and Stanford, you do what you have to do, right? Just like Oregon and Washington took the little kid's share at the table so they could get in the Big Ten, but they got in the Big Ten. And I, I kind of think that's yeah. uh, that's what's happening here. So one more college football thing, and Todd, who listens, has been listening to us forever, sent me an email, and he, he had a, a theory on Deion Sanders that Deion is only doing this coaching so that this kid can play quarterback. Because he did it in high school, and then he – Jacksonville State now now he's you know getting to play at a power five school and you know I don't know if the kid can play I mean we're going to find out this year is you know Pac-12 is actually going to be pretty good I mean Washington's yeah. got a good team Utah's got a good team we know USC but uh, I I told him I would I would ask you that because it it it's a theory it is a theory um, I mean the fact is though he was like. When, when he was recruited, he was a, a top five quarterback prospect, like if I'm not mistaken, or, or maybe maybe that was when he transferred. Uh, I think I actually think he was a three star. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's like this was his uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, he was a top five quarterback as a transfer. But as a prospect coming out of high school, he was the 37th quarterback uh, nationally. So I, I think 37th quarterback nationally goes to a power five school more often than yeah, not. You should be able to start at a power five. So I, I think he, he probably had the option. Um, 
but I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen him play against high-level competition. I saw a couple of those games last year, and it looks like he's got skills, but he's also on the field with a lot of guys who weren't getting power five offers. And uh, the good thing is the defenses in the Pac-12 will make middling quarterbacks look pretty good. So uh, if he's going to have any success, it, it would be in the Pac-12. Um, but he's going to have to keep up because these these offenses in the Pac-12 are going to score a lot of points. There's there's not many bad offenses in the Pac-12. No, and I'm just kind of curious to see. I know he's got 50 transfers, so they have to be better than they were last year, right? I mean, I mean, I guess they they they've probably got better talent than they were than they had last year. But there is something to be said for keeping guys that you have and, you know, having guys who having an offensive line, who's played snaps together, uh, having a secondary who's played snaps together, you know, where your guy's going to be. Like it's all, all these guys are new to each other. It's like trying to put together a, uh, a an Island of misfit toys, like guys who wanted out. And, and it like, there's not a lot of people who transferred from better programs to Colorado. Right. It's a lot of up transfers. And, because of that, it's like, it, are they, were these guys good in the MAC? Were these guys good at uh, in FCS? Yeah. How well does that translate? I don't know. And, and they they haven't had a lot of uh, they haven't had a lot of practice time, so I, I don't know. I, I think Colorado is going to be an absolute disaster. Like, I, I think sometimes these you know these big splash coaching hires, like it gets you attention, but sometimes it's better to just have like a a coach. Right. Um, and not, I don't know if Dion can coach or not, like at this level, I, I, I shouldn't, I'm not jumping to conclude, but like UAB with Trent Dilfer, like I'm pretty sure Trent Dilfer can't coach. Right. Uh, and like a guy who's been a high school coach at like a two way school, suddenly getting a job in, in FBS doesn't make any sense to me. I, I like, I'm almost certain that that school, that UAB is going to be a disaster this season. I think Colorado is going to be a disaster, but for different reasons, they, they just, to go from zero wins to suddenly, you know, competing in the Pac-12 because you you switched your roster all around. I, I don't see that happening. I do think, from a recruiting standpoint, Dion's going to have success long term if he's there long term. And obviously, when you get better players, eventually you're going to get good. I just think year one, it's it's going to be tough. Yeah, and um, you know, it, there's so much that you have to, to like. Last year when USC did it, I mean, basically. You know, Lincoln Riley was bringing half of his own team. Yeah, he Those had guys his guys. Yeah. And, and uh, by the way, they, they played together on a, a good team. Like, th- those are all high major recruit. Those guys all got recruited by Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, that's that's the kind of – if you're getting a bunch of transfers, you'd love to have those kind of players. Uh, if I could get a bunch of Oklahoma transfers, that's what yeah. you want. Getting transfers from Jackson State and Florida Atlantic and South Florida – like it's i mean it's it's probably better than what they had last year at colorado but i i don't think it's enough all right i got a couple of baseball things for you but first i got to tell you about uh, dr linville uh he spent some time with me on the show monday and you've seen his hair it looks fantastic he's had it done and no anesthesia it's just like going to the dentist it's numbing medicine minimal pain uh my my dumbass showed up at work that day uh which was a memorable show, I'll say that, but I shouldn't have been there. But you can you can be back the next day. It's no problem. And 95 to 99% of the graphs take because they're handled and prepared safely. And it's only $4 per graph. So if you just need a little touch-up work, 
you can get it done at a very uh, affordable price. And he comes up with an individualized plan for each patient. And uh, if you haven't uh, haven't looked into it, just go to hairspecialisthouston.com slash get falcon hair. That's a that that's the new landing page for us. Get falcon hair. And uh, that way they'll, they'll know where you came from, so you don't have to tell them. But if you book a consultation and it goes through the website or you just tell them you listen to FalconCast, your, your consult fee will be waived. That's $150 value. And guess what? If uh, you want some other work done, uh, he, he can do anything. And ladies, that, for you too. He, he, does, uh, uh, he takes care of a lot of them. So he's a great guy. And... He's very fair in his business. He doesn't overcharge for anything. So please go go check him out. Uh, HairSpecialistHouston.com. And uh, welcoming in, I uh, uh, want to welcome in Heartthrob is in the house, along with the uh, king of all twitches. I finally got that right. It's not witches. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, somebody mentioned that uh, Otan- Shohai Otani getting hurt now. Is that going to affect how much money he gets? Yeah, 100%. And it should, right? I mean, this guy has been hurt every single year. What he's he's trying to do, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's really hard to pitch as many games as he tries to pitch and hit every day. It's just physically you're not built for that. Not once you get out of Little League. And this is, um, you know, they're in a weird spot because he wants to do this. Like, I think most teams would say, hey, we don't want you – uh, we, we don't want you doing both. We'd rather you focus on most of them would, I would guess would say focus on hitting. Uh, but he, this is what he wants to do. He wants to go down as like this, this legendary two-way player, which I get. And the angels said, if that's what it takes, cool, let's do it. And I'm sure the angels, if I will say this, I think it gives the angels an upper hand in it. Like if they had any chance of re-signing him, it just improved uh, because now some other teams may be less willing to pay him like he's a two-way player, uh, less willing to pay him like he's a two-way superstar. They may say, hey, we're going to pay you like you're, a, you're, you're the best hitter in the league. And uh, that's, that's nice, but you're not going to pitch for us. And if the Angels say, hey, we'll let you recover, rehab this thing, and we'll let you pitch when you're comfortable to pitch, I think that gives them a leg up against the competition. Uh, but I do think that his money just got hit because th- this guy's already had this guy's already had one Tommy John surgery, right? Like, you know, having a, if I don't know if he's going to have a second one or not. I don't think they know. Like it, this could be. It, it, I think it boils down to like um, they're going to get some second opinions and see if he can do it with rest and rehab. Like it's a similar injury to what Brock Purdy had. Uh, Brock Purdy didn't have to have surgery but of course Brock Purdy doesn't throw 97 miles an hour so that um you know that uh that makes a difference but if he doesn't have to have surgery I think that you know he's he's probably in better shape as far as contract goes but whoever signs him this offseason if he has surgery you know he's not playing he's not playing baseball next season as a hitter or a pitcher right so that's something to uh, to think about as well. And this is not a you know this is not a 25 year old guy. Uh, Otani's 29 years old, and this is probably the last the last mega deal he's going to sign. So he he's going to want to get as much as he as he can. Uh, 
but it's uh yeah this is it's a big blow for sure and it's a bummer because it's it's probably my favorite thing about baseball these days like i i'm fascinated by him like he's the most incredible baseball player i've ever seen uh so it's a it's a bummer that this happened like for casual baseball fans which i am at this point like if if otani's pitching i turn on the tv like if uh of course it's got to be on national because the angels are blacked out here but but if he's pitching i'm i'm watching it on tv and if you know he's he's a he's a story for baseball that they've needed yeah and like i'll even when i know he's coming up to bat i'll flip over you know it's just he's he's that special and you know, he reminds me of, like, you got the Little League World Series on here. He reminds me of, like, a 15-year-old playing with those kids. I mean, he's just that much better than them, and whether he's pitching or hitting. And, and I mean, and he's not hes not the most intimidating physical guy, but, my no. God, what an athlete. Yeah, you can play. Yeah, beautiful swing. I mean, just – all right, the other baseball thing I wanted to, to hit you up on, Steven Strasburg looks like he's going to retire. I'm not surprised. Like, and it's funny. I thought of Steven Strasburg the other day. Uh, I was doing, uh, like, I was doing immaculate grid, and I was just going through all the Nationals players in my head that I could think of. And I was like, <laughs> and I know Strasburg's never played for another team, but I was like, is does he still play Major League Baseball? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I didn't know if he'd already retired. So, uh, the fact that he's going to retire is is not much of a surprise to me. It's a guy who. When he was on the mound, he was he was as good as anybody. It was just, you know, it, it was a constant struggle for him to stay healthy. It's it's sad when you see guys like that who have all that talent, and it, it, like some guys are just their bodies are built to to go through that grind, and some guys aren't. Um, and his his body unfortunately just wasn't. And when, like when you're doing something like throwing a baseball 98 miles an hour, that's a, it's it takes violent motion. Especially if you're not like a if you're not Randy Johnson or Nolan Ryan, right? If you're, or Roger Clemens. If you're a giant man, it's I mean it's not as crazy. But when you're a small guy and you've got to create all that torque with your body, like your body breaks down. If your smaller bodies aren't built to do that, and uh, yeah, unfortunately that's the case with Strasburg, who when he was out there was great. But it's just yeah, it, it's uh, it's hard to keep him out there. That's one of the things that made Nolan and Randy and all those guys so great is. Uh... They, they rarely got hurt. Durability. Yeah, because it was just – I mean, it was – I don't want to say it was easy for them, but it was so smooth to release the ball and, and throw it that hard that they were able to have great careers and not screw up their arms. And, um, you know, and Nolan – Nolan was a machine, man. I yeah. Used to joke, I used to joke with you about him being on steroids and you always get mad. But the reality is, I mean, the, the guy was – you know, and Roger too. I mean, of course, I guess he was on steroids. But – those guys were so big, and the ball just jumped out of their hand. The thing I remember about Strasburg is early in his career, they had a chance to win a World Series. Yeah. And they shut him down because they didn't want to put too many innings on him. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell? You know, but in the end, it was probably the right thing. They did get to win a World Series. Yeah, I was going to say, if they'd never won one, it would be a lot more what the hell. But because yeah. they did win one and he was a, a big part of it, you say, well, they did the right thing. And if your team gets a World Series win every 15, 20 years, you, you got to be thrilled about it. Uh, and I'm sure the Nationals, they wouldn't do anything different in hindsight. Yeah, you're ahead of the game if you're doing that because technically you're supposed to win one every 30 years. So, yeah. um, But, you know, the thing I remember about him was even coming out of high school, as hyped as he was, uh, he's one of the few guys that lived up to everything, right? Like, he was a superstar high school player, then he was a superstar college player, and then he was right in the big leagues right, up, right at the start, and he lived up to every bit of the hype. 
Well, remember it was him and Harper were coming up at the, they were, I think they were yeah. in back-to-back seasons draft. Yeah, picks. it was back-to-back. Yeah. And like they were looked at as the, the best hitter and best pitching prospect in, in baseball. And they both played for the same, the same organization. So it was like, man, the nationals, when they get these guys up, it's going to be crazy. It's kind of funny that Harper, when the nationals did win the world series, Harper wasn't a part of it. Uh, but it, it's, um, it, you know, it, it's good when those guys hit, it, it's nice to have like the prospects actually hit and, you get to, to bring it to the Astros, they've had they've had some big prospects that that worked out and some that didn't. Uh, but that's the uh, that's kind of the business of the game. We talk about it a lot. Like the, these prospects are a coin flip. Uh, if you've got a chance to to have prospects or a proven player, take the proven player. But when they're that kind of prospect, when they're like, this is the the best prospect in baseball. I mean, man, you got you you take your chances with those guys. And for for the Nationals, it ended up paying off with Strasburg. Well, and they got those guys back-to-back, and I'll never forget that because once the Astros started getting number one overall picks, there were no Strasburgs or Harpers. No. Uh, I mean, they, they they did okay with a few. I mean – There were Mark uh, Appels. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, who, who finally made his debut, what, last year at age 30? Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while sometimes for these guys to, you know, uh, get to the bigs. But, you know, Correa worked out. I would say Bregman's worked out. Um, still probably should have traded him for Chris Sale. But um, – it's funny, like Correa's worked out, but I don't think Correa's not as good as everybody thought he was going to be. And I remember when, like, people wanted to call Correa like the next A Rod, and I was like, I think if Correa, if things go right for Correa, he could be like a, he could have a Nomar Garcia Parra career. Right. And Astros Astros fans were like upset that the fact that Carlos Correa could have a, the same career as Nomar Garcia Parra, who had a really good career but they were like offended by the idea that Carlos Correa wasn't going to be the greatest player in history. It's like, and it turns out Carlos Correa is a, a, a good major league player. Uh, Carlos Correa is not like a, a, a superstar uh, MLB or he's just not. He never became an MVP candidate. That's no, what Bre- I, I, Bregman is better. He's been a Bre- Bregman's been a better player than Correa. Yeah. And um, you know, and I would say, well, I mean, Bregman finished third in the MVP voting one year. Um, he's really good, but even he's not, you know, he's not a superstar. I mean, he's he's just a damn good player that has some good stretches sometimes. Yeah. And Correa was never even that. Correa was, when he wasn't hurt, he was consistent, but it was 280, 25 homers. Correa know? had a great season, the la- his last season as an Astro. Like, yeah. and it, it was perfect timing. Like, he'd been, if he never had that season, and left in free agency, we would look at Carlos Correa as a massive disappointment in Houston. Yeah. But because he had that season and it ended in a World Series, no big deal. Uh, but if he never had that season and he left, oh man, like I, I don't, I, I don't think he'd even be close to look that like at the same way. You know, I uh, one guy I'll admit I was wrong on is Kyle Tucker has turned into one hell of a player. And oh, he's good. If it weren't for Otani, I mean, we're talking about him as an MVP. Yeah, my, my son asked me, he's like, so Otani's hurt. Does that mean Kyle Tucker can win the MVP? I was like, no. Joey Otani's head could fall off today and he would still be the MVP this season. Like it doesn't matter if he doesn't if he doesn't step on the field another game, that's the MVP. The uh thing is, I mean, Tucker's gonna wind up a 30-30 guy. He's probably gonna drive in 120 runs when it's all said and done. Uh, which you don't see a lot of people doing anymore. He's yeah. had the production that Jordan was supposed to have this year. Like, yeah, everybody thought Jordan was going to be the guy who was like, 
you know, the, the MVP candidate for the Astros and, you know, part of it's due to injuries, I guess, but I mean, part of it is that Tucker's just been better than him. So yeah. uh, he's been, he's been the rock to the lineup this year uh, in a year where it's not come as easy for the Astros as it has in the last, last few years. All right. Uh, I got to tell you real quickly about a guy who's out there in Vegas right now, our buddy, lawyer, Dave. What? Uh, yeah. He flew Didn't out call last me night. either. Uh, well, uh, actually, it's funny. His, his wife qualified for a, a slot tournament. So she went out there for that. So he's got time. I'm sure you guys could get together, but yeah, he's out in Vegas and uh, guys, you need a lawyer. This is your guy. Uh, in fact, I went by his office today for a little bit. And uh, man, if you're in an accident and if you're in this city, you're going to be in an accident. And, and I, I got to talk to him about this because I was in an Uber to get over there. And the idiot Uber driver runs over a curb and you know, I got this neck problem. Right. And it bounces my head off the top of the back seat, And suddenly I can't move my head again. I got to feel like I need to talk to lawyer Dave about that. But, um, but and you know what? I, you know what I didn't do? I didn't rate her. Usually, I don't want to screw up somebody's rating because she had one bad day. But that was a one star if there ever was one. That's generous of you. Yeah, I just didn't rate her. I just And I didn't tip her very much, which usually I tip really well on those guys because I know Uber screws them. But she's one paying attention, just hits a freaking curb. And it's a goddamn Camry. So, of course, I'm like, bam, you know. Anyway, uh, back to Lawyer Dave. So, if something like that happens, if you've got a uh, workers' comp claim, you got any of that, give them a call. They're, they're there all the time. 713-626-8900. They'll answer all your legal questions. If it's not something they do, they'll put you with somebody who does it. And if it's, you know, if your case isn't something they, they'll take, then they'll tell you no. But if they do take your case, then it doesn't cost you a dime until you win. He gambles on himself. He's, he's like us. We're all gamblers. Gambles on himself. He gambles on you. And guess what? He wins an awful lot. So you have an accident. Any of that stuff happens. Your Uber driver is a, a, a dickweed. 713-626-8900 is your number. 713-626-8900. Need a lawyer? Better dial Dave. Okay, so um, I have a couple TV things for you. All right. Um, I've been watching, uh, now I'm watching a docuseries on the Ottoman Empire. That sounds boring. Eh, it's actually pretty cool. It's like Vlad the Vlad Dracula. All right. Vlad, Vlad the Impaler. I mean, come on, with that name. Uh, that's cool. But oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen him impale anyone. I've just heard him talk about it. Like, uh, Ottomans are just boring to me. Like, it's not a... Well, you're thinking of the damn thing that's at the foot of your chair. Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's nice to put your feet on, but, like, do we need an empire of them? I don't know. Uh, well, they, they don't exist anymore, so there's that. Exactly. They were boring. It's, it, it's Turkey now. Turkey more boring than Ottoman. Yeah. I, I think, but especially um, the white meat. Oh, it's so <laughs> no, dry. God, that's disgusting. Who eats that? Um, and I, I watched a couple other, and I know you've seen them. And uh, one of them was on this British con man uh, who they haven't caught. So it's this whole documentary about how he was basically this charming guy who was ripping women off for all their money. I forget the guy's name, but yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. So I saw that. And then uh, what was the other one I saw? I can't remember the name of it, but it was, uh, oh, no, I watched the thing about, uh, it's basically these different uh, web scams. And uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it had uh, uh, it had one where this guy basically, uh, a Democratic National Committee guy gets shot during the election, and it turns into this whole huge conspiracy theory. 
And it turns out, no, it's just Washington. He got shot in Washington, like everybody does. And so it's, it's stuff like how the internet creates all, all these things. It's really good, uh, but it's on Netflix. So, But I, I, I do have a beef because, you know, I've been watching a lot of Westerns. And there was this really cool one, uh, like Doc West Part 2. And I watched it, liked it. Guy was pretty good. Had uh, Paul Sorvino in it as the sheriff. Okay. Which is a little weird because I've never seen him in anything where he's not doing the Italian accent, right? Yeah. He's doing the, he's doing the country accent. But um, I see this new movie called Trigger Man. I'm like, okay, cool. This looks great. And I go to click on it. And it's the same damn movie. They just changed the name two weeks ago. Oh, what was it called the first time? Uh, Doc West Part 2. Hmm. But I mean, I mean, the Trigger Man sounds more interesting. Yeah, it does. It it it, it gives it a little more appeal to me. But yeah, uh, it was uh, pretty interesting to say the least. Uh, I, I liked it. It's got a poker game in it. Okay. So, you know, there's something about old West gunmen and poker games that just sort of go together. Yeah. And that makes it your kind of genre. Yeah, yeah, it's right up my alley. Yeah, I think I told you I'm already I'm already working on a western now. And oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna uh, be in although, it. Although uh, I I'll probably announce this next week when you're on, but uh, I've got some big news in the movie world coming. Ooh. So, like really big news. But anyway, um, King of All Twitches says westerns. Damn it, Fred, get an escort in ASAP. Yeah, uh, I, I will just tell you. One of the songs on our list Saturday night, night is Basket Case by uh, Green Day. And if you listen to those lyrics, that's kind of my life right now. Bite my lip and close my eyes. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. No, no. Oh. Basket, yeah, that's a, uh, I went to a whore. He said my life's a bore. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so quit my whining because it's bringing her down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, and I will stream. Uh, I'm, I'm going to use this to, to stream the concert for those of you who are out of town. Oh, I want you I, all to, I'll be watching. Uh, I, want, I want, you know what, though? Uh, I want your son to see my guitar solo so he can see what vile things I did to the guitar he now owns. So, oh. <laughs> not like that. Oh, okay. I was going to no, say that's. No, that's... I, just, I just abuse it in a, in a very guitar like way. Okay. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing sexual. Come on. Okay. That, Good. That's gross. Even I'd be grossed out by that. All right. Well, Holden would have been really gross. What are you drinking on? What are you sipping? Uh, so I got a little shot of rumpy here. Uh, Rumpel mints? I'm, I'm sipping it, yes. Oh, Strip, strip, stripper's mouthwash, I like to call it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I would call it, too. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just uh, for some reason, somebody bought me one a few months back, and I freaking love it now because at least my, my breath doesn't stink. <laughs> Until you vomit. Well, yeah, but that, that never happens. It's like... It's like kingpin, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't vomit when I drink. I vomit when I don't. <laughs> well, so. that's true. <laughs> Known you a I, long time, and that is actually true. <laughs> that, that's a fact. Yeah, I'm not making stuff up. So, uh, what do you, what do you got going on now besides the podcast? I've, I've, I've actually tuned into a couple of them. I mean, really, not much going on. Like it's football season, so I'm right. slammed into uh, to spreadsheets and and digging into these college football matchups and and you know starting to prep NFL stuff. We've been doing a bunch of win season or, or total uh, win totals for the season and stuff like that. Uh, but it's time to get into the individual games some and. Uh, yeah, I'm learning out here. Like being around Fezic is like uh, Fezic's a wizard with with the like knowing 
when to bet numbers, when to not. Like he yeah. he knows when where the market's gonna go, and he'll like if you tell him, hey, this is the side I like, he'll say, wait, it's gonna go this way, and he like nine times out of ten, he's right. Uh, so it, that that helps a lot. Um, but yeah, right now it's a it's a lot of college football work, and uh, actually when I when I came on with you, I, I'm finishing up my uh, my UFC card for the weekend, so. Uh, it, it's a sat, it'll be a Saturday morning card there in Singapore. So it's early morning, but it, it's going it, to, that way it doesn't cut into football. So UFC right. did the smart thing here. They know people are going to be watching football week zero. So, uh, they'll be up, we'll be up early watching, uh, fights and then football all day. So it'll be a, it'll be a long day on Saturday for me. Yeah. And, uh, any, any of the fights stand out that you want to share with the people? Uh, the, I'm going to, you know what? I'll give the people uh, Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann's minus 135. Beaumont, Texas's own Ryan Spann and friend of the Blitz. Uh, he's fought Anthony Smith once already, and he lost by submission round one. Um, I, I think that he, since that time, is improved. And Anthony Smith, the last couple times Anthony Smith has fought, he does not look like the same guy. He doesn't look dynamic. Uh, the fight's not going to last long one way or the other. But I think Anthony, I think Anthony Smith has just declined greatly. Uh, there, there's a, so many fights for that guy. It's a lot of miles, a lot of tread off the tire. So Ryan Spann, who who just cracks, dude hits so hard. Uh, I, I think that he he gets the job done again. Uh, if you'd like a prop, if you want to bet a prop on it, I, I'd say Ryan Spann in round one. But if if you you know if you, if you just want to play it safe, Ryan Spann minus one thirty five. It's a co-main event, so uh, I, I think that's a solid bet. Yeah, and that's a, that's a fair number. I mean, if you can get minus one thirty-five, I think. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I just want to ask you one more MMA before we go. Um, as we talked about Derek Lewis when he won a couple weeks ago, uh, where, where where do you see his future here? I mean, is he, obviously he needed that just to stay in the UFC, but um, I mean, he could still knock out anybody on the right day. Yeah, I, I don't see Derek as a I, – I think Derek's had his chances to win the title. I, I don't think those days are coming back. But I think Derek's okay with that. I, I think Derek prefers to fight uh, where he doesn't have to be the main event. He doesn't want to fight five-round fights, and a title fight would be five rounds. Yep. Uh, he just wants to have good, exciting action fights and make a bunch of money and preferably get these, these fight-of-the-night bonuses or performance-of-the-night, knockout-of-the-night bonuses – that he keeps racking up. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't see him like ever going up and challenging John Jones or, or that type of guy. Uh, I mean, I guess if he, if he ran off six or seven in a row at heavyweight, he could, but I just don't think, I, I don't know that he fights six or seven more times. Like, right. I, I think that he's, he's probably coming to the end of it and he just wants a couple big fights. that will make him some good money and, uh, and, and really put on a show. Like he does, I don't think he wants to fight guys who are trying to wrestle him the whole time anymore. Like he, right. he's, he's out, he's about that action. He's looking to, uh, to get into fist fights and he knows that he's probably going to lose some of those, but he's going to, he's going to win more often than not. So, uh, I, I, I think that's what he's trying to do. All right. Well, that is the legendary AJ Hoffman and always a pleasure brother and looking forward to getting out there in November. Hopefully I'll get this effing neck fixed before then. I would so much, hope so. It was so much better today before the Uber driver. But anyway, uh, but I, I, I'll be talking to you soon. And, uh, you know, appreciate the time as always. The people love you. Uh, we all miss you down here. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe one of these days we might both be in our, you know, 80s and 90s. Maybe do maybe do a reunion show and we're in our 80s and 90s. Yeah, it'll be fun. 
Right, AJ, remember when we used to have sex with women? Something tells me you're not going to make it to your 90s. I don't, I don't feel like you're built for that long haul. Like I, I feel like no, you, no. I, I think I got a 20 year run left in me. I'll get close to 80. Yeah, 90s. If the if the way you lived, you make it to the 90s. I mean, you scientists will have to study you. Like uh, <laughs> it shouldn't happen. As long as they're hot young female scientists, yeah, study me all they want. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, that's AJ Hoffman. Uh, like I said, the greatest to ever do it in the city, in my opinion. And I was I was so honored to work with him for as long as I did, and so much fun to have him on. Uh, and I saw Andrew Lanham on here earlier, and I'm going to tell you about Lanham Industries. And yes, the big announcement when it happens. That's when I buy my place out there. And guess who I'm calling? I'm calling Andrew, and uh, I'm going to get consultation services to find the right home and location. I want two bedroom on the lake near a bar, uh, decor and theme, price points. It's your one-stop shop for all vacation home service needs. Uh, they take care of everything for you and they're gonna have to take care of everything for me. Cleaning, lawn care, laundry, maintenance, inventory management, property management. Yeah, I'm gonna hire them to do all that. We got a highly trained and dedicated crew, consistent five-star rating from guests and owners, veteran owned and operated, just great, great people who will take care of your home. And if you're looking to buy out there, hell, buy by near me. We'll, we'll have big parties every weekend. But if you are, these are the people to go to. Uh, you can call them at either one of the numbers, 936-581-6166 or 346-773-9577. The easiest thing is just go online to lanhamindustries.com. And if you can't remember any of that, you can always email me and I will give you the information and put you in the right place. And that's, uh, and, and look, they, they, they will do a great job for you. So lanhamindustries.com. Uh, Chris says there's only one bar out there and the nearest place to it is Death Row. Okay. Uh, that's all right. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna die anyway, right? We, we've agreed on that. Uh, what, they only serve beer? Screw that, I'll have my own bar. Uh, 75 Truth says Fred makes it to 80. He needs to go to the strip club with James Harden on that birthday. Oh, man, I'll, I'll be wheeling into somewhere at that point. Uh, Tuesday Texter. Fred, I never understood OnlyFans until recently. The personal interaction is cool. Ever dabbled? I have not. Uh, I am, you know, I, I, I've i been pretty tame lately, guys. I, I hate to admit it because it, it makes me sound like a, a dork. But man, I, you know, it's the whole single thing, I haven't really gotten involved with OnlyFans. I haven't even really gotten on, gotten on the hub lately. I just, uh, you know, I'm pretty boring when I'm not out hanging out at the Phoenix or going over to PJs. I sit at home with the dog and, you know, and I've been doing a lot of writing and, and that's kind of what the big announcements about. And I, I've, I'm working on some new stuff and not just the Western I was talking about, but some other things that have been in the works for a while. And I, I can't wait to share it with you guys um, because a lot of you have been with us from the beginning and have been waiting for this to happen since I was still almost attractive. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I have some papers to sign tomorrow and I should be able to, to uh, tell you all about it next week and just can't wait to, to get involved with this and, you know, like I said, it, it's 
there have been a lot of fits and starts, and there's some really, really big names that I, I can't wait to tell you about. So um, that's coming. All right, we're going to do final thoughts. We have, uh, we have animals for you today. So last week there was a power outage that cut out electricity to a New Jersey uh, community. And apparently, you know, a lot of things can cause power outages, lightning, you know, storms. How about a fish? Apparently in this case, a fish was dropped by a bird and landed on a transformer. And uh, apparently they were working on it for a couple weeks and they found it and they're guessing a bird dropped it during a flyover. And, uh, you know, they had a bit of fun with it, but uh, the victim in this senseless death, they said, was Gilligan, a hardworking family man and a father to thousands. Yeah, that, police shouldn't try to be funny on stuff like this. But anyway, uh, yeah, so a fish can knock out all of your power. And the other one, all right, I know this has happened to everybody. Everybody's had a cat crawl into their car, right? like into the engine and sometimes you find something that's not a good result of that right well this guy crawled into a taxi and traveled over 500 miles trapped in the grill and you know and he spent a long time trying to figure out how to get the cat out of the grill but the cat apparently got caught in the grill got stuck and everybody you know, the guy finds him 500 miles, and that's only on the morning it was discovered. If he was in there longer than that, it could have been a lot more. So um, next time you find a cat in your grill, which you do sometimes, you know, a, cat, a cat's not bad to find in there. It's like if you find a giant rat or something or a skunk, then that would suck. But, uh, yeah, there's the cat. Uh, <laughs> Uh, King of all twitches, is your Western really, really violent? Of course. It's like all these Westerns. There's lots of shootouts. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, and uh, Virginia Buttonweed, the best scene from Boondock Saints is when the cat dies. Uh, there, there's a cat that doesn't make it in Jesus Just Left Chicago, too. So in case you were curious and, and you hadn't read it. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for a Thursday. I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, and uh, we'll definitely have uh, – all, all you guys wanted Eva back, so Eva will be there Monday, and we'll also do some sports. Tomorrow, Chris Dell and I are going to do a fantasy football preview, and uh, uh, so that will be posted tomorrow. So if you've got a draft coming up, then uh, this will take care of it for you. And uh, really appreciate all you guys. Once again, man, thank you so much for taking part in the podcast. And if you've got – Anybody who wants to advertise, just have them hit me up at thefalconcast at yahoo.com. We got monthly deals for as little as 300 bucks. It's worth it. So, and I want to thank uh, Chase and Day One Donna for both uh, contributing some money to the show uh, as underwriters. So I want to thank them a lot. And, I, and again, man, I love you guys. It's so good to, to be doing this again. And until uh, Monday, stay sportsy. Gulf Coast badasses. <laughs>